Final Girl Allison, and this is The House That Screams. Our topic tonight is the 1992 film, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Very excited to talk about it. Our guests tonight include Sean Smith. Hello. Uh, Rob, the cinema drunkie Antiquera. I never drink wine. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's so good. Uh, Dave Berman. What's up? Uh, Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Greetings, my fellow horror fanatics. I just want to cut off your heads and stuff your neck with garlic. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special tonight. That is Helen Janelle, and she's going to start off our uh, discussion tonight. Hello, Helen. Hi, Candy. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula. When I saw it back in the day. Um, it really was a Keanu movie, so I didn't mind the bad accent that everyone complains about. He's adorable. I know, right? right? And I don't think it's as bad as people think. I don't either. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Daniel. Like practical effects. Um, so all the detail in the movie is fascinating to me as a film lover. Yeah. Absolutely. I just thought it was like, you know, and with Coppola, you know, directing it, you know, you're just going to expect something grand, and it is grand, definitely. For sure. So, yeah. I don't know. I was so impressed with that. Um, it reminded me, and I can't figure out why, of any part, other than um, sex and blood. But <laughs> hey, you why? That's what people think of. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of boobage. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. cool with that. Right? Yeah. I'm very comfortable with that. I have to be. For me, this movie came out when I was 13. And you know how it is to be 13. You're awkward. You're starting to figure out, oh, my God, boys are cute. So, and I had read Dracula because I was a big, uh, I'm a big book like fan. I read everything. So I was excited because, you know, Dracula is kind of a ponderous read, but there's some really good stuff in there. And these uh-huh. scenes, I was like, okay, you know, they kind of did a pretty decent job with it with Bella Gossi. Now, to me, he's the Dracula. But, like, this this movie did more and added things, and I fell in love with Gary Oldman. He was, I mean, just seeing his transformation, when he when he is, like, rejuvenated and has the long hair, he's looking at Winona Ryder, or, like, the scene later on where she's, like, lick, like licking his blood. I was like, oh, my God, this is really hot. But I was 13. It was confusing. I was like, I don't understand why I feel like this. This is really weird. <laughs> and Kim Reeves was really gorgeous. You know. Well, well, you see, when a man and a woman care about each other in a really particular way. <laughs> they drink. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a very particular way. That's yeah. my kind of party. <laughs> party. I, there's a long-running joke about me and vampires. I love vampires. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. vampire bites on my neck because I had a piercing of barbell in there and it's called vampire bites. And uh. it's, it took the barbell out and there's just like the holes. Vampire bit me. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little fanatical about vampires. <laughs> All right, let's hear from the guys. Uh, well, I just, the first victim. I, uh, I didn't see this movie, you know, when it first came out. It may have been a couple years. Um, and I, I like it a lot. I think it was, it's very artistically done. Yeah. Um, artistically. I'm sorry. Artistically. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think it's, I think it's, you know, it, it's an interesting thing. Um, Gary Oldman, fucking amazing. Um, and everything Anthony he Hopkins. touches is amazing. Like he's just Anthony amazing. Hopkins, amazing. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> sold. Like <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sold on on Keanu Reeves uh, or Winona Ryder. Okay with me. Yeah, but you know, I mean, all in all, I think I think it was a, it's a decent movie. It's you know, um, a decent story. Um, that's that's all I got for you. Right Let now. me ask you guys a question. Because I know you're all into the ladies. Um, what did you think about Winona Ryder? Because she also gets criticized for her accent. But you always hear about the counter. You don't hear about Winona Ryder so much. Uh, Winona's fine. Yeah. Uh, she, 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 she gives it her best. You know, I mean, the, she's, she's like, she's more um, fitted for like contemporary roles like Heather's and stuff like that. That's where like mm. I dig her. But she 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 gives her her best in here, and um, I don't have any problems with her. It's Keanu West, like, dude, the accent. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean had a funny revelation about that that he when he was digging that he found me. You want to share that? So, <clears throat> are are we talking about the uh, the actors and other? Yeah, yeah, the actors. So so one thing that that I always find interesting when we. Um, cover a, a film is I love you know deep diving finding information trivia you know all this stuff and one of the things that I really love is finding out all of the actors that could have been um, that it that was with Night Living Dead ninety with right, like, that, like Curtis playing Ben yeah right, right. Char- characters that that either had the role and chose not to do it or characters who or actors who wanted the, the role but didn't get it right and right. The one that, that Ford Coppola really wanted was Johnny Depp to play Harper. <laughs> oh my and, God, I think I would have squished my way out of the theater on that one. And and the, and the studio, the studio didn't want uh, Johnny Depp because they wanted more of a heartthrob. And I mean, yeah, that's hot, uh, but Johnny Johnny Depp is like the hottest. Yeah, yeah, say what you say what you will about you know Keanu Reeves, Johnny Depp, much much better looking in my opinion. Yeah, but Keanu Reeves not is a, still hot. Not, a, not anymore. Have you seen what? No, 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 he's still good looking to me. We're talking. Uh, I, I don't know that alcohol has really fucked him up, man. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking Johnny Depp like straight out of straight off a of crybaby. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah, that's oh, what Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. Remember that? Right. That was <laughs> days, though. I mean, yeah, this was, was a little This was filmed. This was filmed at, around the same time that he filmed his scene for uh, 
uh, Freddy's Dead. Uh, yeah. The little, you yeah. know, the, the little oh, wow. cameo in that, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Keanu was probably hotter because Keanu had just come off a of point break. And, point uh, break, and, and he was away <laughs> from um, Bill and Ted. My own private yeah. Idaho. Yeah, yeah. Vampire Idaho. Oh my fucking god, that is my movie. River Phoenix, like that yeah. literally would be dream casting for me. Yeah. yeah. River, but I can't talk about River Phoenix any more than that. Yeah. Back on topic. Back <laughs> on topic. I, I like I like Winona Ryder well enough in this, but I have to admit that when whenever she and Sadie Frost are on screen together in this, I can't take my eyes off of Sadie. I don't know what it is. She's the red a hair. Striking woman. She's very. And, and her character, she, she's playing. She's playing what a woman back then was supposed to be, just just fl- uh, flighty and and just w- trying to choose between all these various suitors, and that and yeah. that red hair. But um, yeah, she yeah. Didn't take your eyes off of her. Yeah, definitely. I did. And, uh, my eyes were just drawn her. Character yeah. of Mina to be drab next to Lucy. You yeah, know? yeah that's, I think that's right. Exactly. I think that's part of the. the I think the, that's uh, probably why they cast the it. Dichotomy up. there. And gave her that, and gave her that bright red hair was oh, to yeah. set her apart yeah. from Winona. Yeah, totally. It definitely sexed her up a bit too, like you know. Oh like, yeah, like, the like red, the, you know yeah. what I like, and this is gonna be okay, maybe uncomfortable, Daniel, but <laughs> there's something um, Erica Jong, a novelist, says, uh, something called the zipless fuck, and you know, kind of referring to like if you can pull off the zipless fuck. Then you've really done it, and and that's what you know that the, the gothic vampires do, because they're not the ones like in True Blood or Twilight where they're having sex. The the whole sexual pleasure is from the you know they get it from drinking the blood, and the person who's getting drained is getting right. very aroused and, right. and you know getting Which, into it. So and she right. portrayed that extremely well. She was just like, oh, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. And that, that that makes me think of that scene Rob and, and John Carpenter's vampires where Balak's oh, yeah. getting her on the inner thigh and she's yeah. just mind blown, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it seems kind of hot to me, but maybe I'm weird. Yeah. No, 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 it's hot. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's hot. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is, and, and that's that was that was a that was a big theme in this movie was it was very sexy. Yeah, and and right. Bram Stoker was. When he wrote this, he, he was a very repressed homosexual man yeah. back in the 1800s, and so he put all of this sexual tension. And it really, I think, the person who's carried it on is Anne Rice. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. sort of, no. Damn You know, I'm serious. I'm serious. Um, it, I mean, as far as like this kind of vampire, because we have all these different kinds of vampires in, in, in the genre now, but. Um, it's a very sexy film. I mean, probably my favorite scene is, and when Winona is really shining, and Gary Oldman, is, you know, when he's getting her to drink the blood. Like, to me, that was the sexiest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life at 13. It was really hot. Oh, cat. Not, not the werewolf fucking scene? You didn't like that? <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming up eventually. I wanted the blood drinking and, and, like, the exchange, like, that whole thing, but they're not actually oh, having sex. But they are driving pleasure from it. It's kind of sexy. Uh, the vampires are sexier at the candy. The, the werewolf doesn't get... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. No, werewolves, werewolves don't do it for candy. <laughs> Too much body hair. It's about me and vampires. It wasn't like it's new. 
her like red dress. Yeah, it's, it's too oh, much. It's too much uh, furry, furry fest going on over there. Yeah, <laughs> hairball. Yeah, for me that was probably like my least favorite scene is is, is the like beast fucking scene. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Like you, it kind of messes up the vibe of the whole romance gothic vibe of just you know they're not having sex but they're deriving pleasure you know and it was kind of neat at 13 like because i didn't really completely understand sex but i was starting to think like wow that's kind of sexy right you know i didn't want to see like full on anybody like beast fucking or whatever there was going on <laughs> i didn't want to oh, see that so, i just so want to see the romance like the beauty and the beast <laughs> it may have shaped my sexual taste like oh. uh, I, i'm guessing the, 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 that means you're out of the next uh furry uh thing <laughs> I just like to think about when this. Both hands. Who thought this movie was kind of sexy, kind of hot? Yeah. Well, the the novel is sexy. Vampires yeah. are sexy. Think about when this was written. How oh, yeah. repressed, how sexually repressed women were when oh, this yeah. novel when this novel was written. I can just imagine women like discovering this novel and past like they did with uh, yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey a right. couple of years yeah. back. You yeah, gotta fucking, you gotta read this, you know? Yeah, right, right. It's way I, better it was, than Fifty Shades of Grey. I read Fifty Shades of Grey and laughed my ass off. My mom and I were like, oh my God, that's stupid. Nobody would ever do that. And, and plus, women in this movie are empowered. Unfortunately, they have to be undead to be empowered in this, but uh, yeah. the, the, the like the three brides, oh. they totally, oh, yeah. they uh, totally uh, fucking uh, gobble up poor Keanu in this yeah. scene that's playing right here. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's a little uh, female empowerment, little early female empowerment, which I'm all down for. Is, uh, especially uh, Monica Bellucci. Monica oh, Bellucci, yeah. hello. Who we end up getting up seduced up by in the Matrix? Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Helen, I didn't hear what you said. Sorry, the way they come up out of the bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's playing right now as I'm watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, funny story about that. They actually hired a magician and mm-hmm. brought him on set. So that they could learn how to do that that camera trick. Right. Uh, he wanted to do practical effects. That, right. That's yeah. the that's the one There's thing. There's only about one this thing movie. that's not a practical effect in that movie. Right. But right. even but I liked how he used uh, like some tricks actually right. to do things like with uh, Lucy, you know, getting right. back into the coffin. They actually oh, filmed that, that in cool. reverse. Yeah. yeah right. Oh yeah. Really creepy the way that you it know did. the film, you know, like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's that's the one thing I probably appreciate the most about this is his, you know, using old practical effects. Like everybody's like, oh, you gotta go digital. Everybody was everybody was telling him, oh, you gotta use CGI digital because that was the new thing. And he was like, no, we're gonna do this practical. We're gonna do everything in camera as much as possible. And Absolutely. it it really it, it really just you know it it really helps the movie in that you know what I'm saying seeing all these practical old school effects that they haven't used in like how many years before that, you know, because everybody was using, you know, green screen. Thing I was saying is, you know, I mean, I know we talk about practical effects a lot in here, but they don't really age. Like Day of the Dead looks still just as good now right, as right. it did in 1985. But you go back and you look at CGI done two years ago and you're like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, it totally. goes so fast. It yeah. goes out of date, it improved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, you know, when it, when it comes to, to horror movies, like, I want practical effects. Yeah. You want you want to use CGI, save it for your, your sci-fi and your fantasy. Um, I think they work well there. But right. horror, nah. I need practical effects. I need the old school shit. Because that, that, it, that movie doesn't last. Yeah. It, it becomes silly, even if it's, like, a really great film. It becomes kind of silly. Yeah. 
Oh, because yeah. this movie has no silly parts. Daniel, I'm ready to hear your take. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah, let's hear this. Oh, boy. Go for it. <laughs> Se- ser- seriously mixed feelings, you know, as I adore the novel Dracula. Bela Lugosi's, Bela Lugosi's Dracula was and remains my favorite horror film of all time. Well, it, it's my so, favorite Dracula, for sure. So, Him being so, and his presence So for how much deliberate schlock there was in this, it felt almost like a sacrilege to me. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so much that centering around Keanu, of course. No, 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 no. And I'm... Yeah. The, 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 all the schlock is contained by Anthony Hopkins as Van yep. Helsing. Oh, he he knew, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was fun uh, to have fair. him as Van Helsing. No, I really no. enjoyed him as Van Helsing. It was fun. And I know, I know. Yeah, me, me and Candy, uh, uh, we we definitely agreed to disagree when I said that uh, on Facebook, Anthony Hopkins was the worst Van Helsing ever. Yeah, we, we previously discussed. <laughs> I'll hear that. that. I'll hear that. I mean, I can't agree to disagree. <laughs> I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Matter of fact, uh, I remember that you you did agree with me on that post, and Candy was like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna have to agree to disagree." Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and I'm okay. sorry. I, I, mean, I would I would I would take uh, Hugh Jackman over Anthony Hopkins. Oh, <laughs> sacrilege! Oh. Sacrilege! Imagine we're gonna have to draw the line somewhere. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Anyone else but Anthony Hopkins, because he did such a great job, and he kind of really. You know, injected a little different vibe, you know, into like this really serious unfolding tale. You know, like we needed that. But could have, it could have been so much better. Did you know that uh, there was one actor who was really hard, truly campaigning for the role of Van Helsing, and that was Liam Neeson. Yep. Uh, yeah. I him, like I could have seen. Him, yeah. I that would have been interesting. I can't, but see, I can't imagine anybody else in the role now because I, this movie is so beloved to me. Right, right. Like, I love Liam Neeson. I really, really do. And honestly, like, okay, weird, off topic. But does anybody remember the '80s film High Spirits? Oh. And he no. was the ghost. Uh, Daryl Hannah was in it. Um, Steve Gutenberg, yeah. who disappeared I, after the '80s. Um, I but I love that movie, and I yeah, love the ghost character because, I, like, you know, the wife falls in love with the ghost and whatever. But yeah, that I, was the first movie I ever remember seeing him in, and I always think of him in I, that movie. I got a funny story. So um, we had uh, uh, Back to the Future on tape. It was recorded off of cable. And um, for some reason or another, my father decided to record over Back to the Future for High Spirits. (laughs) So I have a hatred for High Spirits simply because of that. It's and actually like, a stupid movie, but I just right. had a lot of fun with it. It's, it's like, it's, it's been, I know what it is. I know it's dumb. It's been it's over 30 years. It. It's been over 30 years since he did that, and I'm still upset. He was like, <laughs> my, he, he was like, it's my fucking tape. I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, no, I'll no. I'll never can't. let go, Jack. <laughs> I would never let it go. I'll over Back to the Future. And I'll, I'll say that um, Gary Oldman did a respectable job as Dracula, but I'm sorry, just that first shot of him with that fucking hair. <laughs> That's not his fault. He didn't design that. <laughs> yeah. Did you blame him for the stupid headpiece in um, that stupid movie, The Fifth Element? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, oh. what? Oh. Yeah, I don't like The Fifth Element. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh. Uh, different show, different show. He looked uh, like Palpatine. I'm, I'm, 
I'm getting the like, like, I going on together. there. Like, I know you're trying to look like, like, see, it's like we don't blame him for that, but we're going to blame him for the bad hair. And no, 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 that no, hair. But it no, wasn't Helen, his fault. Okay, we got to let him go on that. Not Helen, his fault. Helen, He's there for Helen did have a point. He does look like Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> With hairy hands. He's creepier than Hannibal Lecter to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the part where he licks the blood. Oh, okay. that's the best. Oh, that's the, oh, that's my favorite. That's a great my, shot. No, because it see, like it's like it was like to me, it's the opposite of what Daniel said. It's Gary Oldman knows what he what he's doing and how he's playing it, but he's playing it in a way that he's so over the top, but he knows how to play over the top. Exactly. I mean, he's like, like one of the top actors ever to me. Like, right. Oh yeah, he invented over the top basically. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Vicious. Mm. No, no, it, it yeah. all goes to all, yeah. it all goes to Leon, the the professional. Uh, bring me everyone. No, I'm thinking of Drexel in True Romance. Remember oh. Drexel? Oh, dude, Drexel. is it White Boy Day? No, it ain't White Boy Day. And yeah. so, until I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Frank Booth, uh, Brad Pitt, Drexel was the my favorite character that Quentin Tarantino has ever yeah. written. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. He was terrifying. In ten, he was in the movie for ten minutes. And he was terrifying. Right. Yeah. And, then, and ever since you walked in, there's been a woman with her breasts on the TV over there. Breasts. <laughs> you ain't know. <laughs> you ain't even bothered to look. <laughs> I, mean, I really think Gary Oldman, I was so glad when he finally got an Oscar because it was way overdue. Yeah. But he is yeah. this really, a fin- whatever movie he's in, he's something different. Yeah. And he, he yeah. is just absolutely what that yeah, is. method. And that's what I'm saying, like, him as Dracula, like, I can't criticize it. Now, maybe the costume choices and the look, that's not his fault. That's the costume department, the the makeup department. But he sold that shit. Yeah. You know, and, and the scene that I'm talking about where he licks, you know, Harker's razor. Um, actually, oh, yeah. And he went out and got drunk, like, really fucking lit before they did that scene. Yeah. So it's kind of added, like, a little diff. Now, when you watch that scene, just remember how fucking drunk he was. And you can kind of see it. And it kind of gave it like that desperation when he does it because it's like, you know, like yeah. let me get one more snort of cocaine, kind of like big that kind of eye. Like, no, he saved all the cocaine for the professional. He saved all the cocaine <laughs> for the professional. That's, That's everyone. I love that movie. I love yeah, that movie. So oh my god, it's such um, a masterpiece. Yeah. On a slightly related note to the breasts on the TV screen. <laughs> Minor nitpick of mine about this movie and a lot of others like it. Women didn't show that kind of cleavage in those days. No, they no. did not. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this movie is trying to be strictly yeah. period perfect or realistic. It's a dream. A I'm not watching this for its historical value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're watching this to. Uh, what really right. watched Gary Oldman fucking steal the show? Yeah. Anthony Hopkins throw in a little bit, and uh, Gary Oldman's got to be tired after that movie because, like, he carries the whole movie. Right. And, right. I, you know, and I do like all the people in the film. I really do. I love Keanu Reeves. He's a great actor. Maybe this wasn't the role for him. Who? Um, Winona Ryder. I, oh. I just kind of I love Winona Ryder in, in, in everything. She was a good Mina, but because yeah. she was very repressed, and and she I thought she really kind of showed some acting chops once she started getting in brawl with Dracula. You know? Um, mm-hmm. So she kind of like went from very repressed to, you know, dialing it up. And, and I thought she did that really well. 
Also, also considering she really didn't get along with Gary Oldman. During oh, they did Netflix. not get along. They did not get yeah. whatsoever. But they sold me on those scenes. Like I was, I was hooked. I was sold. I was in love. I was in that relationship somehow. <laughs> with a giant like, man bat. You know, like when I read a book, I, I really kind of get in a character's head, and I can do that with movies as well. And you know, for me, like I wanted to be Mina. Right. I really right. did. Like, you know, you watch movies and you're like, man, I really want to be like, you know, Harvey Keitel or I want to be like whoever. But for me, I wanted to be, you know, Winona Ryder as me. I, I really wanted to do that. I was 13, you know, with a big imagination. I'm like, I wish I was me. Yeah. Right, totally. Oh, yeah. And, and on, a, on, on a note about Hopkins as the worst Van Helsing, <laughs> this, this, this is, you know, on a related note, this is the worst Renfield. Oh, see, brother, no. no. Tom Waits. He, he fucking sold that shit. He's no Dwight Fry, but he oh, sold yeah. that shit. And honestly, uh, they wanted Steve Buscemi for the role, which would have been awesome as well. But he would have. He would have done it. I know. He, but I think Tom down. Waits did. But Tom but, Waits did a really fucking great job as Renfield. But there's a connection. We were, we were criticizing um, Anthony Hopkins as Van Helsing. Uh, I think the reason he plays it the way he does is because Van Helsing is one of the only two people in the whole movie who know what's really going on behind the scenes. And it's driven him insane. He spent a whole lifetime yeah, hunting vampires. So it's only, only Anthony Hopkins, only Van Helsing and Renfield really know what's going on and drives them both insane. Right. right. I think Van Helsing is, is Van Helsing is crazy, especially when they're like uh, at the end when they're polluting the earth with the holy water. He's like giddy with with insanity that he's yeah, finally I getting mean, to like. Amazing. Uh, I think that's a connection that they're both driven insane by what they know and what's really going they, on. They fleshed out the character of Dr. Seward as well. Um, yeah, like yeah he's a total junkie. That. Yeah, he's a junkie. Because junkie. He's so in love with, you know, Lucy and, you know, had the three suitors and whatever. And I thought it was really cool. And they actually gave them, uh, you know, scenes together doing adventure stuff because they wanted to make some kind of camaraderie between them. Like, I love Carrie L. West. He's always going to be Wesley to me. Growing up in the 80s in Princess Ride. Oh, gosh, yeah. that movie, yes. But um, I love Carrie L. West. And um, so I was really happy to see him in the film. Because, like I said, it was Wesley. I'm like, as you wish. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that they fleshed out those characters. You know, it's like they kind of took some liberties, and I was okay with it. It's, because it's, it was just more uh, story. I like the fact that they actually appeared in an adaptation of Dracula, because they usually left out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they fleshed this out. Um, they put, you know, they did put a lot more of the book in, but they did add some liberties, but I'm okay with that. Usually I'm not, but I really like the liberties that they took. It's okay to take liberties like they did with The Mist, like we've talked about with Stephen King's adaptation, when they only approved by me, Stephen King adaptations, but they took liberties, and it, it worked. You know what I'm saying? If you can pull that off, like, I applaud you. If you can sell me on that. Right. I just love the visuals around uh, Tom Waits' Renfield. Everything about his character, he's got those weird things on his hands, like yeah, his mechanics. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, and, and then he's got the straight jacket on, but the arms aren't tied back, so he's got these big floppy arms. Yeah, it was, right. and, he's all, and, he's, and he's got the big tall hair and the little tiny glasses. I just love the visual of his character. He's, he's all gray and weird and eating bugs. I love it. He's just, you know. Yeah, I mean, Tom Waits really sold me. 
I, I was, Plus, I love I love Tom Waits' music too. I got to admit, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I can dig um, it. I got to be yeah. in more of like a Bob Dylan person though. Oh, uh, I think Bone Machine is one of the greatest albums ever recorded. But that's just me. Have to give Back it to topic. <laughs> I looked up Steampunk to see when it started, and it was a few years before this movie because it his whole bit looked a little steampunk to me. And I thought yeah, with those, especially those things on his hands, they're yeah. very mechanical. Yeah. Those cages or whatever protecting their heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's not perfectly. They actually use those visuals. Um, it's so effective that, like in Thirteen Ghosts, the scariest ghost has that cage. Yeah. The jackal yeah. with that cage on his fucking face. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely the scariest ghost. Which, like, which is going to be a future episode. So. Yeah. yeah. Coming <laughs> The remake. Yeah. I love me some 13 Just for your information. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like I said, I, I like doing the research with, with actors who could have been um, uh, various characters. And you had talked about Sadie Frost as Lucy. Did you know uh, Juliette Lewis almost had that role? Could you yeah. imagine Juliette Lewis in that role? No. <laughs> Too weird. Like Juliette Lewis ah. is yeah. to me. Yeah. I not at all. She's a fantastic actress, but she's not, I can't see her playing a Lucy character. Yeah, you know? like goofy socialite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. That's, not, that's not Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis is a wild child. She doesn't do vamp no. uh, right. at all, like that vamp, you know, attitude. That, yeah, that's she's like, kind of like the, I love her, actually, and this is a movie hardly anybody's seen, but uh, Whip It, I loved her uh, as the, you know, the chick who's uh, what is her, Iron Maven or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She was a badass in that film, and she's she will so she will always be my Mallory Knox. Mallory Knox, yes, we are huge I'm, of natural born killers. I'm a fan of. I like her band, Juliet and the Licks. I'm a big yeah. fan of that man. I like yeah, that stuff. Really good, yeah. yeah, not bad at all. She, I uh, she's I, fucking I, cool. But I, yeah. I, again, I can't see her in this film. I could not well, see her in this film. And and another one that that blew my mind, Michael Keaton as Dracula. Oh. No, I I'm Dracula. That. That's, no. that's hard he's for me to admit. He's a good actor, though. I think he's, oh, a good yeah. he's great. Actor. Oh yeah. But Dracula? I don't know. I was just I was just talking about him because uh, I remember I was having a discussion it's about uh, Desperate Measures. <laughs> uh, I was we were talking about how brilliant Michael Keaton is. Yeah. Oh, just the actor. I loved, I loved him in uh, Birdman. I thought he was he's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. To me, he yeah. is always Batman and, and Beetlejuice. I love right. him as Beetlejuice. Nice fucking model. <laughs> my favorite part in that is where he's like, I've seen the actresses. I can't remember the number. Like, uh, 167 times. times. And it gets funnier. It keeps getting funnier. Good line. Can I ask you all, since you're film people, um, so in movies sometimes, the way they deliver a line, it's unintentionally funny. And there was one in this movie where he says, I shall have to invent a new classification of lunatic for you, but the way he says lunatic, <laughs> lunatic. It's just lunatic. so weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah well, I think his character, the doctor's, he, he's he's high. I think he's high. and I think he's like he's like so fascinated with Renzo because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's stoned really to his like. Out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a great line. I like I like I like all the scenes in the insane asylum because they're so. Yeah, depressing. they are so. Thinking about the insane asylums were probably kind of like that back then. Yeah. It's Daniel's probably great. wishing he was high right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
handy in her goddamn vampires. It's like, you know, at the end of Lost Boys, it's all the goddamn vampires. Huh. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Best part of Lost Boys, the end. Okay, um. Wow. We'll talk about that another time. Wow. <laughs> yes, back, back to. Yes, yes, you know. Back to topic, Daniel. Yes, we know. Back, back to topic. topic. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so. Um, so back to topic. Yeah. Well, I was, I was just I was just going to point out we had, we had talked about Keanu Reeves, um, that he's actually come out and and talked about his performance in this film, and criticized himself, right. and it was because of all of the roles that he had taken. Uh, After prior Hunt, to, yeah. Like like we said, Point Break, My Own Private Idaho. Um, that he had, he had done so many movies in such a quick succession that by the time he got to this role, he was fucking spent. Yeah, yeah. he said he had nothing left, is what I can quote Yeah. And, you know, okay, cool, you know. At, at least he, you know, he came out and, and made a comment. Now, whether or not that's the truth or he's just saying that to try to save face because so many people have, you know, talked shit, I don't know, but... He's a pretty humble guy. Oh yeah. yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, yeah. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Canadians are pretty cool. Um, yeah. Except Justin Bieber. About Gary Oldman, um, it is actually like just a boon that we got him as Dracula. Like he was so phenomenal, and he's such a great actor. But you know the reason that he, he accepted the role was for one line in the script. Yeah. And then the line that he accepted it for was just so he could say I crushed oceans of time to find you. Right. Yeah. I think that's kinda oh. awesome. That's oh beautiful. fucking romantic. Hey, <laughs> okay, you know that. There twice, yeah. I'm married to you for fuck's sake. You should know this. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. You said that's you weren't the beast sex, so I'm I'm out. Uh, uh, I know. Settle down, mom and dad. <laughs> and by, by, the, by, the, by the way, about Gary Oldman, what the hell was he wearing in that intro? Oh, the no, that that armor. Yeah, oh, yeah. it looked like a freaking sag beetle. I think it's supposed to look like musculature. Yeah, it's supposed to look yeah, like, like muscle. It's kind of like right. a stylistic thing. Um, and speaking of the intro, this is a really cool thing. Um, uh, you guys probably won't know who it is. Sean, I know who it is. But Gary Oldman, you know, he did hire a, a singing coach to be able to lower his voice in octaves to sound spookier. But when he comes back from war, Prince Vlad does, and he finds out that Elisabetta has killed herself. And he, you know, he'll never see her because she, you know, she won't go to heaven. And he stabs the, the cross and all the blood comes out and the scream that he does. It's not actually Gary Oldman. It is Lux Interior, who is the lead singer of the Cramps, a punk band that we listen to. You, and you guys have heard the cramps, even if you don't think you have, because they're on the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack. The Surfing Dead song, that's the cramps. They're really fucking amazing. Look them up if you need to. But, um, but yeah, that's Lux Interior. I was pretty teased yeah. about that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We're doing In Return of the Living Dead, right? We're doing yeah. Return of the Living Dead very, very soon. Um, hold on. It will be... We've got yeah. Society next week, Candyman, Exodus 3, and then Return Living Dead. Yeah. So it's going to be a party. I'm, I'm party down for that. We got a lot of fun shit coming up because we're, like, winding up the season. Everything from here on out is a fucking blast. And we sneaked in Day of the Dead because I'm awesome. Oh, sneaked <laughs> in. Hell, the whole season should revolve around that. Right. I, I'm going to be a little bit of a Clint. 
that night. Oh, like, me too. Be wearing my cool like road shirt where he's getting pulled apart and has a choke on him in the back. Really awesome. I had to model that one. It's not a shirt I can wear in public a lot, so I wear it to like horror convention. Yeah. Maybe you give the rest of us some loving. <laughs> I wanted this monkey farm Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. I'm a good road. Okay, yeah, so we're I, doing I, uh, I, Dracula. Right. Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, yes. That's Dracula. That's Dracula. I've crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah, I'm going to write that one down. Yeah, see me. See me now. Oh, that, that part's so hot because he's so beautiful. Like, oh, I'm like, yes, I, I can't. You. I can't watch that scene without thinking of uh, what we do in the shadows when he has to knock on the window to get him to see him. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but I digress. Which is, yeah, which is a, a fucking amazing show. If, if you guys I watched it just the other day. He has to, like, knock on the window to get him to look. <laughs> see yeah. me. Yeah. Can I, can but, I uh, uh, yeah, point Daniel, out? Going, going back to what you were talking about with the armor. Um, I, I do think it was stylized as, as kind of like the muck. Obviously. Yeah. I just think it looked ridiculous. I thought it was cool because it's like all red and the way that the battle, like the impaling, looks fucking yeah. cool. But if, if I, and maybe I maybe I didn't read this correctly, but I thought the costume designer was Japanese. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I have something about that in my notes here. I remember seeing something about a Japanese costume designer, but I can't remember if it was the overall costume designer or just for a specific piece. And be- between between the red armor in the beginning and the scene right when he's preparing to depart for England and uh, Keanu finds him in his coffin. And for some reason, he's dressed up like freaking King Tut in his tomb. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just playing, you know, it's Francis Ford Coppola, you know, I feel like he just took artistic license and really just stylized everything. You know, he didn't want to, you know, be derivative of any other version of Dracula. He really wanted to make it his own, so he kind of threw in some different style things, because it's not like a verbatim, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, actually this movie... Did so well, it saved a uh, couple of zoetrope. Yeah. You know, with its earnings. Yeah. And he he needed a hit bad because yeah, he uh, did. He oh, did. Yeah. He had a, a couple flops in a row. Um, uh-huh. And one uh, major disappointment with the the Godfather three, which um, uh, Winona Ryder was supposed to do. Yeah, and that's why she ended up doing this yeah. film because she that, turned down and went to Sofia Coppola, which everybody fucking hated in that film. Yeah. Yeah. So for good she reason. Was like, okay, I'll do this film. She was awful, and uh, that's what everybody says. That's the first thing anybody says about the Godfather Three. She fucking sucks, <laughs> you know. But she, that's she, not the only flaw. <laughs> she ruined yeah. the movie. <laughs> no, there was Costume. there was there was a couple of things wrong with that movie that uh, timely sunk it. It, it wasn't just uh, her, but uh, yeah, yeah. There was, there she was, was she was the she was the worst part of uh, Godfather Three. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> I think that that movie suffered from expectations. I mean, yeah. you know, you're following up you two of the greatest movies ever. Right. It's one of those like Empire Strikes Back that's better than the first one. Right. You know and then you. <laughs> so the I'm sorry, the costume director uh, Iko Ishioka from Japan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Brought a real kabuki feel to it. Sean is right. I kind of like it. Sean is always right. No. <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to say. 
<laughs> oh, I, I could imagine in the household that, uh, yes, uh, Candy no, is... Uh... I'm honestly usually always right. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I'm not trying I to... Remember... Whatever, but I am. I remember the first time I saw this, I was kind of off put by the use of miniatures. But then as I've gotten older, I realized that was an artistic choice and I really dig it now. He was trying to be, he didn't want to use CGI. He didn't want to use post. He wanted to do it all on camera. And I like it now. It it, it gives her the whole otherworldly feel of this whole movie. The whole movie is just a dream. It's just this, you know, fever dream. Yeah. And then the movie. It's gotten better as I've gotten older. The the, the ambience, the atmosphere, all of these things combined really kind of pull you into, like, that mood. It's it's a a mood piece. The scene where the the carriage driver's hand kind of stretches out to grab Keanu, that's a great – it's just like – what's it Alan Armour there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool the – in the shaving scene, um, every time – the the camera moves, or they or they switch uh, switch cameras. The room gets smaller. Yeah. And, and it was intentional to try to give that claustrophobic, claustrophobic feel. Yeah. Because right. it was such a like oh, an interesting moment, and it kind of yeah. added more to it. And that desperation from you know Dracula to get that blood. Yeah. Like oh, and I got the, that. Yeah. And the, and the the scenes were like you know the 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 blood is dripping upwards. And yeah. like the rats are like crawling across the ceiling, and you know it's like this whole idea that like physics, the laws of physics don't exist yeah. Yeah. in his presence. You know, like the the shadows. I love the, the shadows. Way yeah, shadows. Shadows. super creepy. Yeah. 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 It and was when like he's said, in front of him and then behind. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's a very it, like you watch it and you're just it's a mood piece. You really get in this kind of mood. Yeah. You know, I like that. Well, say something really hilarious for a second. It's kind of dumb, but on subsequent viewings in my adult life and being such a misty, <laughs> um, when I watch it and I see Prince Vlad in the armor at the beginning, I think of Space Mutiny and the fucking lobster <laughs> armor that they were wearing. You know, they called the lobster guy, but they had similar armor in yeah. Space Mutiny. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. The famous, well, the famous you didn't make that connection after all the fucking times we watch that movie. No, I no didn't. One. But now that you've said it, I will see it. Yeah, every time. now you see it. <laughs> see, and I'm seeing it now. Well, um, me being of that '90s generation, the part you mentioned about the shadows, how they're moving separate from him, was forever ruined by the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where they spooked this movie. Yeah. And it's it's Mr. Burns and like they, you know, Mr. Burns with that that stupid hair and he's talking to Homer and Barton behind him, his shadow is playing yo-yo and... (laughs) No, speaking of of having, no, Daniel brings up a good point. Speaking of scenes being ruined, uh, the the scene where uh, they kill Lucy in her tomb was forever ruined for me by uh, Dracula dead and loving it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, let me just stand back here. Poor Stephen Weber. Like, <laughs> they did not tell him how much blood was going to be spewed. And you could see his face. He's like, really? <laughs> it's kind of like a Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead 2 thing where it was like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah. No, hit her again. I think she's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh, Peter was <laughs> in Dracula Dead loving it. Like I said, Mel Brooks moved fast on that because of the popularity of this film. Yeah. And he did Dracula Dead loving it. But I thought Peter McKinkle was pretty funny as Renfield in that. Yeah, oh yeah. He was great. No, like, oh. no, this is wrong. This is wrong. And I want you to wrong my brains up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always think of him from Sophie's Choice, which is a fucking serious film. Like, serious. As a heart attack. Oh, my God. And he's he's so great in that film. But then I see him in Dracula Dead Loving. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know how to feel now. Like, what's happening? You were, like, super serious, and now it's this? I don't know. Uh, I'm finally free, free at last. Come on, Redfield. Yes, master. (laughs) It's just the way, I like the way that uh, Tom Waits is as the master. The way he says, I cannot reproduce it. Um, well, his voice, his voice is just a character in and of itself. Distinctive oh, voice. Yeah, that's just so that's great. great. That's a lifetime of whiskey and cigarettes right there. Working on it. <laughs> I don't like whiskey, actually. The deleted scene that he did is amazing. I'm so sorry they left it out. Where they pulled the thing out of his neck. Mm. I haven't seen it. Me either, I think. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's so good. What do they pull out of his neck? That's irrelevant, but I don't okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just said that so you would know which one, but if you haven't seen it, you All right, I'm in. I'm down. Seek this out. Says it. So gotcha. I'm going to spoil it. The hottest line to me was, there is much to be learned from beasts because of when he delivered it. I yeah. love I love the oceans of time. I think that was super romantic. But uh, like, oh yeah, I mean, right in the heart. Um, there's much to be learned from beasts that hit home. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I like um, where they have Mina say the line, I where she's kind of remembering her life as Elizabetta or Elizabetta. I can't. I don't know. If I'm saying it correctly. Um, but she says she remembers um, a land beyond the forest, which is the literal transla- translation, excuse me, of Transylvania. Is yeah. land beyond oh. the forest. Wow. Pretty cool little details and stuff that you wouldn't know unless you were kind of digging. But I like that he puts those little things for us to find in there. You know, like that's attention to detail. Like who's going to look that up? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we doing favorite lines. I liked um, when uh, the doctor's talking to Renfield and Renfield's got the plate of bugs. He's like, Doctor, orders. And he gets like at the, the plate full of like beetles and stuff, uh, perhaps a canopy. I just, I love the way he delivers that line. And the doctor's like, No, nah, I'm good. I got some heroin to do. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go shoot up. Hey, I gotta do some morphine. Uh, maybe I need a little bit more to do this. We all got to thank Sean. He just refilled me on vodka. Thank you. I had to refill oh. myself as well. I have to go do that. An alcohol refill. I never drink vodka. <laughs> I never drink. I hear you are a man of good right. taste. Like, I don't know. Like, I think I, I really was into, like, the whole vampire thing. But, like I said, this movie, when it came out, it was, like, at a pivotal time in my life where I was starting to notice other things, you know, I was 13, like I said, we all remember being 13, it was weird. But, uh, you know, you start oh, to yeah. look at the world a little different, you start to notice things, and it just 
you know, took everything, all the vampire stuff that I had read, you know, I'd, I'd read, like, a Stephen King, Salem's Lot, you know, which was a, his version of Dracula, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. My favorite Stephen King book, by the way. Um, but, you know, so I'd read all these vampire books, but then I see this movie, and it's visual, and it's appealing to this 13-year-old hormonal thing in me who's, like, a big romantic already, and so it's romantic, because a lot of people didn't like the romance, but it's romantic, it's sexy, and I was, like, trying to figure out, like, why, is this sexy? Is this what sexy feels like? Because I think um, it is. I may, I may as well share my experience with this, actually, for the first time. Okay. See, I'm I'm a bit younger than you, and uh, so I was not quite at that yeah, magical... Yeah, you're my brother's age. Yeah, I was not at that magical point in life quite yet, uh-huh. but my mom... See, my mom loved Dracula at the time. She loved Bela Lugosi. She loved Frank Langella. And she knew that I liked Bela Lugosi, the, his Dracula. So when this was, when, when, when she didn't see this in theaters, but when it came out on video, she rented it from Blockbuster and had me sit and watch it with her. <laughs> and, and within like that first 15 minutes, oh boy, I will never forget the look on her face. <laughs> like, holy shit, what have I done? Yeah, pretty much. My mom was trying like, to like rent movies and stuff and be like, no, don't look away. You got to watch. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best yeah, part. Like, she's such a whore hound like me. Um, you know, like, that's where I got it from. She got me yeah. into horror. And she'd be like, you know, my brothers would be like cringing over there a little bit younger than me. And she'd be like, no, you got to watch. Come on. Quit being a pussy. <laughs> Candy, it's it's kind of like the story you told me about when you and your mom watched Boogie Nights together. Oh, that was fun. And that, that the scene at the end with like the dick scene down, but when yeah. we saw it in the theaters, we were like we were still looking at this thing, looking at each other, looking at the screen, like uh, this is going on a long time, and this is feeling a little weird to me. Yeah, I don't need to share this moment with my mother. Thanks. <laughs> she didn't care though. She didn't watch the piano when I was like twelve or whatever when it came out. I was like, um, mm, yeah, now. Now, I will say, because you, you mentioned uh, um, Salem's Lot. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose between the Salem's Lot film and this, I'm going Salem's Lot. I yeah. knew it. See? Yeah. Agreed. Yes. You're just saying that for other people because I already know. <laughs> so Sal- no, Salem's because, Lot. Because, like, okay, well, I, I referenced Donald McCall. Uh, uh, about his, um, you know, from like the 50s, he was number in the 80s. It was written in the 80s. And he was talking about and how he was very into the, the whole um, Dracula story, but he wanted to do his own version and he didn't want the vampires to be attractive. Right. But he didn't want that gothic feel. He went more like, uh, you know, uh, Max Shrek in uh, Nostradamus type. And I was yeah. like, oh man, I'm never gonna be caught. Max Shrek is my preferred Dracula. Uh, Did you guys see the yeah. Shadow Vampire? Terrifying. Um, Shadow of Vampire only was playing like the art house theaters around here, so my mom and I had to take a cruise to see it. Like, yeah. not really a cruise, but like a is drive. That the one? John Malkovich? Yeah. With those teeth. And then uh, Max Shrek is played by Willem Dafoe, yeah. and um, he's actually, in, in that version, it's kind of this really highly stylized thing, but he is actually a vampire. Yeah. One then, of my one of my favorite lines, actually, from any vampire film yeah. is in that, where he, where he tells his uh, director, you know, I told you that I feed the way old men pee. 
pee, sometimes drop by drop, sometimes all at once. <laughs> can attest to that. Mm. Are we yeah. not going to talk about Stephen King's The Night Flyer at all? I'm not a fan. Oh, oh really? Josh? I read everything, but I, it, that's not my favorite of his work. Yeah, that, that one, I don't know, struck a chord with me. No, I, I, I like that, you know, there's all these different, you know, like the vampires are totally a subgenre of horror. It's its own thing. There's all these different kinds of vampires. There's like, you know, the John Carpenter's vampires. We've got our gothic and rice vampires and Dracula. And then we've got, you know, our Twilight Artemis, vampires. Artemis Collins. Yeah. And we've got, yeah. Yeah. Things to choose from, and for yeah. me, it's gothic all the way. I, I'm really into the whole gothic vibe um, with vampires. I, I don't, I don't want them to be ugly or gross. I want them to be hot, and you know, I want the whole experience that I'm seeing in um, in the movie. You know, like I'm not really like wanting to drink anybody's blood. I'm actually grossed you, out by real. So blood. you want them to glitter, right? I'm Is that what totally you're saying? Totally you want them to glitter? glitter. glitter. I just Twilight, motherfucker. Don't start with me. No. I, the, thing that, the, the thing that I love about, about the whole vampire genre is that, you know, there are rules, but the rules change depending on what story, you know? Yeah. So, you know, like like she mentioned John Carpenter's vampire. You have a nest. The master never leaves the nest, you know? Or you have, you know, uh, in Lost Boys, when they, when they do the whole garlic thing, and the holy water thing, and it doesn't work, you know. So it's like they they've created these these rules, but depending on the story, some of the rules apply, some of the rules don't apply. Yeah. Maybe they're different. Or they you they've know. transformed them to mean other things or do right. other have other actions. You know, there right. there are just so many different iterations of things, and it all goes back to Dracula. You know right. that. But I mean, but I mean, if you think about it, if you compare those rules to like say werewolves. Right, all of the rules for werewolves typically apply. Yeah. The full moon, silver's a bitch. No. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's it's it, the vampire thing. The vampire mythos is, is interesting to me, uh, just for that fact alone. Yeah, and in the whole subgenre, there's just so many different kinds of vampires. I actually was very impressed um, with the passage. I did not watch the show because I thought it was dumb that they made a fucking yeah. show of it. The but the book, great. I was I picked up the the passage because my mom highly recommended it when it came out, and I read it. It was a big fucking thick fucker, and I read that thing so fast I couldn't put it down. And that was a really cool, like post-apocalyptic take on vampires, and it was just. Like they they came in pods and how people became vampires and you know it, it was just really amazing. It's not romantic. It's not what I want, but I like it. It's fun. And also Joe Hill's uh, emotional vampire type, and it's also in the final book in in the, the Dark Tower series of Stephen King. Um, these emotional vampires. Like, there's Dandelo. I don't know who else has read the Dark Tower has on, but um, Dandelo, and he feeds off his emotion. And then Joe Hill, his son, wrote Nosferatu, and right. he's an emotional vampire. He took these children and fed off of their emotion instead of like blood. You know, so like oh. it's starting to get like into these interesting places. Like an emotional vampire, I'm like, wow. I would be like absolutely like Kobe beef to them. I've got so many emotions. 
Ironically, that's what I've heard Klaus Kinski, who played um, in the remake of Nosferatu, that's what I've heard him described as an emotional vampire. Yeah, I, it's just that they don't need, like, blood. It's just, like, a a feeding off of, like, your energy, your emotions. You know, they want them to feel certain things and, so um, they feed off of it and stay alive, immortal. You know, you know, on a slight offshoot from my mixed feelings about Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know, when I heard about the BBC making a Dracula miniseries and the character was going to be bisexual... I gave it the benefit of the doubt because, I mean, in the book he does feed off both men and women. Yeah. So, so, so I didn't feel like that's not a huge, you know, departure. And, and we also tried, knew that Fran Stecker was a repressed homosexual. Yeah, but then I tried watching it, and when it got to the part where they've got Dracula running around buck-ass naked in front of a, uh, a monastery there, that's when I said, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Is this the is this the Dracula that, that they put on Netflix? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I made it like I made it like two episodes <laughs> in, and I was like, eh. "Yeah, no, no, we yeah. Love that no, was no." Down. I think that's why uh, vampires are the most popular. At least I, I would assume they're the most popular of all the sort of uh, monster archetypes: the Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Mummy. Because I think I think vampires appeal to both men and women for different reasons. Where Frankenstein's more like a guy's monster. He's like, well, you know, just knock shit over and just groan a lot, you know, which is what right, most right. guys do. Or the creature and, 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 and the mummy. I think I think vampires appeal to both men and women for different reasons. But I think equally as it's strong. Like for men, he's all powerful. Women, it's it's very erotic. The biting and the blood and and, and you know, I dig that. I think that's why vampires have been traditionally more popular than the other sort of monster archetypes. Well, and yeah. why I say that I think, you know, the successor to Bram Stoker is Anne Rice is because if you read uh, her vampire series, no groaning, her vampire series, um, of the vampires, they would mate with the same sex. So there was a lot of homoeroticism in these sex, but they, they mated, you know, male to male, female to female. I'm just not a fan. You don't have to be a fan, but, you know, you do have to recognize that. You know, like, hey, that's cool, you know? I think it's awesome. I think that the genre needed that. I think it was implied, but never actually done until she did it. Yeah. Do you remember the controversy that erupted when they just when they announced that they were casting Tom Cruise in that role? Remember? Oh, that like, the fucking, the world, the world went insane <laughs> over that. I think it works. I like that movie. I think it works. Oh, I yeah. love the movie. But I like the, of course, the books better. But the movie was really well done. Um, but she was furious when Tom Cruise got cast as Lestat. Because that's not how yeah. she pictures Lestat. Lestat is the fucking rock star, literally, of the vampire world of her, you know, creation. And then she actually saw the movie, you know, pre-release. And then she took out a full-page ad in the New York Times and endorsing him. Saying, okay, I approve of Tom Cruise being Lestat. Yeah, I think he did a great job. He was really good as Lestat, and I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. 
He's you know, and, and, and I know this is off topic from, from what we're talking about, but I will say this. I don't I don't agree with with Tom Cruise's, you know, religious beliefs. Yeah. But he's he's a fucking phenomenal actor. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's the point. He's really good. I can't oh. deny that. I think I he should have got an Oscar for Magnolia. It was a weird role, but he was that, really good that, in it. That is a good role. Yeah, yeah he is, he, role he's great. Yeah, he's great in, in Magnolia. <laughs> Magnolia. Sorry. <laughs> Spit it out. What is his? What is his? What is his big line in that movie? Does anyone? I don't want to say it. Anyone want to say it? <laughs> what? Res, res, respect the cock. Tame the cunt. Something like that. Doesn't he say something terrible like that? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> With that ponytail. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> and moving on. Moving on. Yes. All right. So, so you know, I just want to throw in the last couple of uh, little trivia pieces about actors that could have been in this film. Okay. Um, Drew Barrymore as Mina. She was considered. No. 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 I loved you, Barrymore, uh, but no, 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 my, she, she would not have fit at all. That my like, favorite, that would have been like a disaster. My favorite is Charlie Sheen as Harker. <laughs> oh no! Like, Holy yeah. fuck! Fucking yeah. Drag uh, Tiger's Blood winning. <laughs> winning. Douche the whole thing up, man. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. I got vampire blood. <laughs> oh, an interesting fact. Um, being of the book, um, Coppola, being you know who he is, he made all of the principal cast members sit and read the book *Bram Stoker's Dracula* aloud, and it took them two days to do it. So you got Winona Ryder, Gary Oldman, nope. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, uh, can't read all them, and they're all sitting around. They have to read the book a lot, and it is kind of a tedious book because it's kind of done in like journal forms of yeah. letters. You know, it, it's it's a fun read if you're into that, but it is work. Now, I I had read that. Did were were the actors? Did it say that the actors had to read their own parts? No, they just took turns like they you know, like, like back in like grade school or whatever, when everybody would have to read like a you're reading a short story. At least it was for me. I know we went to the same. School grade school we've known each other that long yep. um but we'd have to take turns reading the story it would you'd read like four paragraphs and next person would read four paragraphs that's what my understanding is that they did for two fucking days reading a, a kind of ponderous book and if you're not into literature but there is yeah. literature it's not it's not an easy read it's not like a kickback in the bathtub or whatever book it's like you've got to sit down and read that fucker you know yeah. ponderous good but ponderous. So I would have been kind of like worn out. Like I need like a vacation now, and then we'll come back and shoot this fucker. Mm -hmm. I, I love. I love fucker. that style of. I love that style of writing though. I, I looked. I looked it up here. It's called epistolary writing when you're reading uh, the story through other people's journal entries or maybe newspaper articles or diary entries. I. I for me personally, it draws me into the story. Stephen King has made some great use of that too. Yeah. And, and uh, for me, I know I guess that's kind of a slog for some people, but I, I like it. That draws me right. Like Carrie, the first Stephen King book I ever read. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like, I'm totally drew me into the story. But it's, 
you're getting all these perspectives. You're getting news stories. You're getting you're in Carrie's head. You're with the mom. You're hearing all these. Yeah. Other stories. And and it, and it makes it more uh, realized. It makes the world that he's writing about he or she's writing about more realized. It makes it more realistic to me that you're reading like a newspaper article or a journal entry written by someone else. I, I like that style of writing myself. I like it. I'm just saying, like, um, it's not for like your average Joe reader, though. You know, you really got to be kind of into the gothic style, that time period of writing. It's something I've read a lot of, you know, I majored in English and literature. I read a lot of kind of stuff like that. Some of it's not so great. Some of it is so much work that you're just like, I never want to read this. Again. I can read uh, Dracula again, I guess. But, you know, it's not something that, like, you, you know, somebody who just reads occasionally will read because they're going to get thrown out of it. It was a little fish to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and that's definitely. also, you know, like going back to like the epics and stuff like that, you know, like how many people read the epic of Gilgamesh? You know what I mean? It's just like it's, it's not for everyone. You have to really kind of be into that a little bit. Now, the style, yeah, because because the way Stephen King writes, like anybody can jump in. It's not ponderous with, with language. It's not... Um, something that's studied it's something that anybody can pick up at the drugstore and jump into i'm not saying that dracula's not good because it's one of my favorite horror stories of all time because it's not just a horror story and i get really immersed into it but then again i've read a lot of literature it is kind of my thing you know what i'm saying what david was saying about the impact made me think of blair witch because that's like the video equivalent of that kind of thing yeah I was going to make that point. I was going to yeah. make that point when we when we did um, about we were talking about the, the shaky cam, the found footage movies yeah. related to that. Yeah, it's when a we good did point. Paranormal activity, yeah. It somehow draws you into the story more. At least it does for me. Yeah. It draws you into the story more. Yeah. yeah. If it's done well, I'm, I'm kind of picky. <laughs> you have to sell me. You, I can, I'll do just about anything. I can get into almost anything, but you got to fucking hard sell me. <laughs> I'm so picky. I mean, I really do this shit and study it. It's like, I don't want to feel like I'm studying it. I want to feel like I'm enjoying it. I'm doing this of my own free will, not because I have to write a fucking paper. You know what I mean? I don't like the feeling of I have to study this because I'm going to have a quiz. I want to read it and be like, oh, I love it. You know, I want to get into it. And that's for movies. And that goes also, you know, definitely for books. Um, and, and a lot of people who've read Dracula put it down. Some people that I know, um, friends of mine, are like, oh, my God, you got to read Dracula. And then like, they put it down. They're like, I can't. This is so boring. I can't do this. And I'm like, what? Boring? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like we talked about like other talk books, Sean. We t- what? Other books, Sean. Sean, you. I'm not reading Gone with the Wind. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. It's beautiful. But it's but it's similar to you know we had talked about last week uh, uh, the haunting of Hill House, and their second season that's coming up covers the haunting of Bly Manor, mm. and so we had went out and we got the book, and I had never read it, and it has also the rest of Henry James works in it because it's not really long, and then right. the, haunting, the next season is going to be based on all of his work. Sorry, I go ahead. No, you're fine, but it but it's very literary. Ooh, and yeah. I haven't read it, but she st- she read it, and when she told me about that, I was like kind of instantly turned off, because, you know, 
I'm I'm I love to read. Don't get me wrong, but we, we are I don't, big readers in this house. Yes. I don't I don't like to read a lot of literary stuff. Like you talked about Beowulf, like I I slogged through that. You know, like it's, I've read all the old major epics. I've read you know stuff like the Divine Comedy. I've read the Canterbury Tales. I've read all of this literature, and yeah, so like, some of it's good. And you got to give it a chance, but you really have to have the taste for it. Yeah. You know, I recommend the book, but it. Some people jump on it, and some people are like, after ten pages, like, no, that's okay. Yeah. Beowulf takes like eight reads before you get it to me. You just get. Oh my God! I know. There's a lot to go over, and and that's how it is. You know, some of those older styles of writing, you really have to go back through. Sometimes you reread a part, you know, jump back and forth a little bit, and you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like I remember mean, Odysseus. Nah. Yeah. Another slog. I had slog, to read yeah. every single work of Ovid. No. For me, for uh, you know, my minor in classical studies, and I was like, oh, fucking kill me. Yeah. Not into poetry or epic poetry even, but I read it. It was cool, but it's not something I'm ever going to pick up again. No. I know everything in it. I'm like, I don't need to revisit that. And I'm a big rereader. I will, I've read the Dark Tower series, eight books long, probably I don't know how many times. <laughs> you know, I, I reread stuff, but it's, it's nothing I've ever wanted to go back and revisit. But, you know, um, Dracula, if you have the taste for that kind of literature, it's it's a good reread. And you pick up something new each time. And I really like um, comparing it to the versions of Dracula that they've done, you know, to see every how what everybody else. Because people take, I always say people, you know, get from something what they bring to it. So it's neat to see the different interpretations that people can do. And this in, in this movie, this Bram Stoker's Dracula, I was just, I really liked this take on it. I, I, I just thought it was fun. I, nothing will top Bella Lugosi for me. Like, I am absolutely in love with him. I'm always in love with old dead guys. Humphrey Bogart's number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. It's, it's true. It's wow. old dead guys. Yeah. I take a, a backseat to old dead dudes, so. Yeah. <laughs> you wow. Oh, your life was bad. You came into this marriage knowing this. <laughs> How long have you known me? I've always liked old dead guys. Yeah, yeah. Dead and loving it. Exactly. <laughs> I think we, if I could, I think we will be remiss if we don't at least talk a little bit about uh, Billy Campbell's character, Quincy. Because I remember watching this movie thinking, wow, that's weird. They kind of stuck this weird Texan dude. And then I, I didn't realize he was actually in the original novel. Yeah. So that's an, eight, that's an 1897 European's perception of what an American was, which just yeah. cracked me up with the big hat and the big giant Bowie knife. Howdy. Just, Howdy. Yeah, Ma'am, how you doing? Ma'am, y'all. Who is this? Fucking but, hilarious. We did the same thing. Every every culture does. We just take these, you know, what we know and we blow it up yeah. real big. You know, we don't really know until we're immersed into the culture. But yeah. like I said, I did like that they beefed up those, those characters a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Everything's big in Texas. Sorry, I had to. Yeah, but, I lived in Texas for a while. It's well, true. It's, it's and true. It, it's kind of it's kind of funny too that you say that because when what we had touched on with uh, um, Hard Rock Zombies with the oh fact god no 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 Indian, yes we're talking about it no. the, the Indian director and his idea of what you know America was 
based on the culture in the 80s and, and so he's walking you know he's got his his actors walking around with these big heads of james dean and marilyn monroe and like you know all that shit because them away i'm like he, there was there was a big disconnect between what you know what america was and what he saw and not yeah, just that, but like his take on Hitler, like they had Hitler speaking well, a bunch right. of gibberish with like one actual German word in it. Right. Like, yeah. And why was I can't talk about that movie anymore? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's, I, I was just making a point. I okay? am done. Ruined my life. Not here, we can talk all the shit we want about that film. Ah. We, we've already done it. We've talked all the shit. I'm talked out. I'm. I'm not watching it again. I'm we end up talking about penises. Here. I wrote a poem actually. Yeah. Now no. they, oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> you stole that from me. <laughs> I stole it from everybody. It's about, it's old. At the end of this movie, after all the monsters and the blood and the sex and the boobs and everything else, the killing, <laughs> um, just the oceans of blood. When she chops off his head, I was like, oh, it's oh, just God, a my heart. I'm sorry. Because yeah. you, you could it's feel so like, awesome. it's almost like that, that like full circle kind of thing. The, the way that he, you know, screams in the blood when he finds out that she's killed herself because she yeah, thought he was dead. And then she has to go in and kill him and she's crying and, and prostrate like he was. I mean, it's full circle and your just heart breaks every time. Even at the yeah. beginning of the movie, I was sold on him and Elizabeth. And then at the end, you know, she, yeah, it was, it was I'm a big fan of Full Circle, probably because of Rambo, but. <laughs> so, funny, fun piece of trivia, you know why she cut off his head? Uh, because he had to? Because Francis Ford Coppola showed this film to George Lucas, and it was George Lucas's suggestion that, he, that Mina cut off his head. Brilliant. It works really well, but it's like so. I mean, I, I'm glad that somebody else shares my sentiment of like it was really heartbreaking because you kind of just get so involved in that love, even though she's married to Jonathan and everything else. But you're kind of stuck in this like oceans of time and romance, and he loves her and he'd do anything for her and he waited so long for her and just like and then she falls in love with him and you're just like oh oh my goodness. <laughs> It just breaks your heart, but then, you know, okay. Go back to white bread, Jonathan Harker. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> had your excitement. That was it. This film wasn't that demanding, you know? Yeah. He didn't have anything left. He didn't have a lot to do, though. I mean, he just really was pretty. Yeah, and <laughs> see, that is really the character <laughs> of Harker. He's really just that, you know, kind of... Um, in, in the book, you know, just sort of the in-between to get the, the you know, bridge the gap between Dracula and Mina, he really is just a conduit. He's not much of a, a fully realized character. There's not a whole lot to him. He's kind of a boring guy. Yeah. You know, and, and so he's really just a conduit for all these other things, like a catalyst. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's honestly like Keanu Reeves was okay with that because... Um, he played the way he played it, and actually, for me, it didn't detract too much because that is how Harker is. He's kind of like, uh, gonna do my duty, and I'm gonna do this, and I escape, and, and I'm just this guy, and you know. Well, he's this—he's the safe choice. He's like, 
you know, yeah. the lawyer versus the rock star that girls are attracted to. You know what I mean? He's like, he's the safe choice. He's got a job where Dracula's the dangerous, yeah. you know, the one who's probably going to fuck you up, but it's going to be a lot of fun while he does it. Kind right. of thing. And, you know, sometimes. Typical, typical. Fall prey to it. <laughs> Can't say that I haven't. Not to, but I wasn't like Dracula. Well, who was Dracula? I'd be like, yes, please. Or Lestat. I'd be on it. Edward. But, uh, yeah. Oh, kitty. Oh, sorry. My kitty's kind oh, of... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I can smoke. She's going to knock my... Of Ichabod Crane in Sleepy Hollow. Yes, that's oh. a good... That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Pale and whiny and, yeah, a little... Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like a dude. Like a vanilla dude. Yeah. Yes. Just a dude. <laughs> Sounds like Daniel. Pale and whiny. No, oh my gosh. Oh, 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 oh. Tibby. <laughs> Tibby, don't listen. Don't Tibby listen to this. Burn. So do we want to call it worse? <laughs> do sorry. we want to go through and give our ratings? Um, gosh, you know, I haven't even thought of my ratings. Can I go last? <laughs> it's your fucking podcast. Oh. Don't steal my ideas, though. What? I don't know what they are. Stop. Get your own. <laughs> Who wants to start first? Ratings out of ten, and you can it can be anything, and you can defend it. Out of ten. Okay, Helen. Yeah. Nine for creativity. You said nine. Yeah. Yeah. I love right. it. I loved it back then. I loved it from the moment I saw the trailer. Yeah, and, and the trailer was absolutely amazing. With the yeah. blood and stuff, yeah. Yeah, totally. And you can't say enough about the licking the razor because even though Hannibal Lecter did that like sniffing noise, I think it came from that. That yeah. was just so much creepier back then. Yeah. Yeah, it did. What's happening? Is there a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a helicopter. They found me. It's a. Uh, and uh, Daniel's OnlyFans that he posted on Facebook. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you think I don't look at I've your phone? I've been in your helicopter. They, they, keep, they keep me cool in the summer. <laughs> I'm hot, like, all year round. You know, I sweat a lot. I'm hot. That's oh, job. we're making a song. We remixed, Rob. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not joining in on this because I'm gonna get fucking turned into it. <laughs> I was about to say you've been He's real fucking quiet. <laughs> and you should be afraid. No, I'm like no. sweet and bubbly, but I'll fuck you up, man. No, no, no. I heard that and I was like, I'm not falling for that shit again. <laughs> yeah, we, so we quote it because no, no. we love you. We love you. It's, it's we do it out of love. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, but I'm always like, you guys said that's wrong. All right, all right, all right, all right hold on, hold on, like. Uh, Yes, yes, I'm fat and I'm sweaty. Duh. I'm a fat guy. I, I'm a fat guy. <laughs> well, I, you know, I and I gotta say, the first time I did that, and I and I and I like, I took those clips, and then I messaged him on, on you know, separately on on Facebook Messenger, and I'm like, dude, I hope, I hope I didn't offend you, you know, because like, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but you know, we're trying to have fun with. <laughs> no, no, I, I thought I thought it was fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, wait, you know, my I, 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 I think I'm, he's kind of afraid of me. Because I'm doing I'm doing Dave net. So. <laughs> oh, Dave's next. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Dave, Dave is like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> 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 I 
Speaking of Dave, Dave, you got a rating for us? Are we allowed to do half points? Yes. Yeah. I'd give it eight and a half uh, only because I think going into it, I was, you know, this is the director of Godfather 1 and 2, you know, Dementia 13, The Conversation. Um, Apocalypse I, Now. I, I, Apocalypse this, Now. Oh, my God, yes. Although that's probably the closest parallel to this movie as far as uh, style is, uh, stylized. Yeah, but, um, but I think with time, I've come to appreciate it more. I, I, I Like I said, it was the, the use of miniatures and sort of in-camera effects was off-putting at first. But then now that I understand more what he was trying to do. I, I like this movie. I think the movie is eminently rewatchable. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll take it any day. I, I can't get past Keanu Reeves, but that's just my thing. I'm sorry. I just well, luckily he's just born vanilla conduit. But I, anyway, yeah, eight and a, eight and a half, eight and a half stakes to the heart for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, now he's doing my shtick. Yeah, I stole your shtick. My shtick. All right, who's next? I'll go. I'll go. Um, I. I'll, um, if if you would have asked me a couple years ago, like maybe like ten years ago, I probably would have gave this like a four out of ten. But uh, I just recently watched this for the purposes of this episode. I know I said I wasn't going to do it for that purpose, but I was like, let me give it a rewatch. Yeah, you know, because yeah. let me let me freshen my opinion. And uh, my my opinion has uh, changed over it, so I'll give it a a seven out of ten. Blood flows. Uh, Higher I, than I expected, because you're stingy. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm usually the lowest. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's our hardest critic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love I loved the, the visual style. I love what uh, Coppola implemented. Like like Dave said, it was closer to, like, Apocalypse Now. Uh, and, like, you know, like, especially, like, you know, when you see it, it's like a desperate Coppola, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's just going all out and, like, we know we're going to do it up, you know. Uh, yeah. so I really, I really like that. Uh, I, I really love, like, you know, be, it being a more closer to the Dracula story than most uh, adaptations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, Keanu, I, I, I take the points off for Keanu and that terrible accent, and uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins playing it like the dirty drunk uncle at the barbecue. Um, I actually thought that was great, but okay. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, say it. The uncle yeah. that you can't sit on his lap. Right. No. Yeah, come, come, come here, come here. Sit, sit with Uncle <laughs> Look how pretty you've got in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, yeah, other, yeah, but other than that, uh, uh, I give it a seven, 7 out of 10 blood flows. I like it. I, that's high praise from you. Yes, so, high, high praise. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a... Uh, Seven out of ten hairdos. Ah! <laughs> the butt hairdos. I'm, I'm doing that for you, Daniel. Um, I, I I like the the way that they filmed this. Um, I like the, the the tricks that they did. Like I said, with the the shaving scene where they they you know made the room feel smaller to to give you that claustrophobic feel. Um, Gary Oldman, fucking amazing. Um, Anthony Hopkins. Amazing actor. I think the role was was kind of strange for him, but you know. He looks um, like he had a good fucking time doing it. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I am I am taking points off for uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, not that I don't love wow. Keanu Reeves, but but his accent, you know, whatever. Um, well, not but I have accent to, was shit too, might I point out? But I but I'm going to give points for. 
the breasts. Um, <laughs> All right, driving so mutants. Even they, numbers of points. Did you count they, how many breasts the driving totals? They oh, yeah. added to the spank bank. So. Um, <laughs> oh. That's what you say to your wife. Isn't that lovely? Oh, yeah. Poor Sandy with his virgin ears. Daniel's <laughs> like cringing and he's like, oh my God. But, uh, like, no. Yeah, so, so yeah, we're going to give it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Okay. My turn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six out of ten. Platters full of bugs. Uh, Platters full of bugs. Canapes. You know, I mean, I've seen worse adaptations of Dracula, and it does have some strong points. But I can't get past Keanu and that fucking accent. I can't get past that fucking hairdo. I can't get past Anthony Hopkins. Just. Hamming it up. The, the, these are these are massive blockades to, to overcome. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only person who had fun with Anthony Hopkins in this film? I thought it was fun. He was uh, like, I liked him. That shit, it was great. I loved it. That shit. Oh my god. Wait, hold on. Yeah, that's perfect. And there is the thing is too much boobs. No. No. What? It, Wait, what? it, re- it reaches the point where you're just not impressed anymore. Too, did you say too much boobs? Yes, I did. That that exists. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm a fan of boobs. I, I we, we all are, but in, in this movie's case, it just eventually reaches the point where, like, okay, yeah. That is impressive. Yeah, it's kind of like watching Game of Thrones. Oh, that's Daniel's favorite. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I start like judging boobs. I'm like, wow. How dare you give me flashbacks? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> What my daughter calls spicy deja vu. Uh, making fun of PTSD. I do have PTSD, but not about that. Um, but for me, it's like I start, when there's a lot of boobs, I start judging the boobs. Because I'm like, does anybody have big titties? And it's like, everybody got tiny, tiny boobs. I'm a big breasted chick, and I'm like, but you can't tell me there weren't any big breasted chicks. Like, why are these titties so small? Like, I want representation of all the titties. Just yeah. say it. And I say titties wow. because I grew up in, in, in the 80s exploitation area, era and of war, and it was always titties. And so I, had, I just say it. <laughs> Sorry if I'm being offensive, Helen. Um, the the memories. The memories um, of a lifetime. Recall, recall, recall. <laughs> um, after my rating, um, I'm going to give it. 9.5 out of 10 oceans of time. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, because the romance, I mean, really, it makes such an impact on my life, my writing as a whole writer. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm a girl. I'm just, I'm a very girly girl, too. I really love romance, and I love the romance in this. It really sold me. Um, it really showed me like a lot of stuff in my hormonal days where I was starting to figure out like, oh, this is kind of hot. What do I do? I don't know. So weird. Um, you know, um, it was very impressive and it brought like a new dimension to the story for me. Uh, Keanu, yeah, his accent was bad, but I'm okay with it because Parker is such an unimportant character. Like he, like I said, he's just the conduit. He's just, you know, really the bridge. Um, he doesn't have to be all that great. And he's 
is not really that super important, except for that, you know, that being that conduit. You know, you, your focus is Mina and Dracula, really, and, and Lucy and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I do, I don't know. It, it's probably one of, I love Bella. He's always going to be Dracula to me. But, Indeed. But uh, so. Gary Oldman is the Dracula I think about. <laughs> you know? I'm like, damn, that was fucking hot. And as I get older, the hotter it gets. I get older, it's right. the same age. You know, it, it's kind of funny to me that, like, you know, you were young when you saw this. And so that whole idea of, like, romance, like, you know, I've crossed oceans of time to be with you and blah, blah, blah. And that's your idea of romance. But, like, nowadays, like, all you get is, like, here's a picture of my dick in your DM. Like, yeah, women, women expect more than that. We don't right. want to see you. We want you to romance us. We want you to say beautiful things and say, this thing that's so beautiful made me think of you. We want to hear these beautiful wonderful things like i can't stop thinking about you and it's not because i'm masturbating to your pictures on instagram it's because your personality is wonderful and you're gorgeous and i just love you and i, I want to be with you all the time like we want to hear that that's like yeah. you're only a lady guys you don't uh, I'm, I'm, let me get a pencil hang on yeah. you guys want to hear more that's five not, not <laughs> masturbating no. okay got it Yes, just, 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 just free word advice to all the guys out there. Keep your cock off the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she yeah, asks for it. Then, then, well, oh, I mean, no, even if she asks, don't put your cock in the cloud. Once it's there, it's staying there. If you guys break up, that's like a danger zone. I'm just going to oh, yeah. throw this out there. So Candy had a, a random dick pic sent oh, her. Oh, yeah. Oh. And she showed it. She showed it to me, and she said, "Look what I got today." And this was the biggest penis I've ever seen in my life. Like I've never seen, seen a lot, a have you? This big. And and I'm like, guys, want to porn? There are penises in it. Like like, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave. I mean. <laughs> I mean, but it's like I don't know how I'm supposed I, to. I, I see dicks every time I turn on the the news. It's like when you get something like that, it's like, I don't know what the person is expecting the woman to do. Well, I don't know about, about you. I'm, I was fucking impressed. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was grossed oh. out. I was like, ew. And I was just, got, yeah. got, to, to my fellow guys out there, I know you think you're impressing her with your bazooka. I guarantee you she's seen heavier artillery. <laughs> I was I was impressed by the, the World Trade Center, but that oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just didn't know. Like, I it just man, I got it. I searched him. I'm like, what am I supposed to do about this? I blocked him, of course, but like we laughed for a while. Like, I just, do you really think that a woman's just gonna like be immediately like, you need to come to my house and have sex? <laughs> I mean, that's how it works, Hold guys. Hey, that's his advice. Okay, it's like we don't want to see that. Genitalia is ugly on anyone. It's not what we want to see. We want to see fucking love, devotion, and except for and I have a couple creepy stalkers. You want love, you want love, devotion, and romance, but you but also want you also want to suck blood out of a guy's chest in a clear simulation of oral sex. That's how this works. If I actually want to do that, I just that's find that it was it was sensual. <laughs> I don't actually want blood. Okay, that's gross. 
But, and by the way, please edit that out of the final cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, stay it in. It's all staying in. It's all staying in. I'm with Rob. Matter of fact, I'm making a fucking song out of it. So. <laughs> like a fucking sample. Remix. Let, let me know how you rhyme that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, my god. Really, it's it, it. This this is a good romantic movie and i like i love horror obviously i'm a big horror fanatic but i like romance too you know and i i am an admittedly like a very feminine female you know and you can have there's feminine and masculine energy in all of us but this appeals to that very feminineness of me it's a love story and it's there is sensualness to it but it builds up to that and this is just advice to the guys you want to get the ladies don't be a stalker, but definitely don't be like gross either. Like there's a fun line. There's there's a lot of space in between stalker and you know porn. Be a Hannibal, not a chop top. <laughs> okay, so this has I been love, a great wait. conversation. And hold on, hold on. As I love, always. I, I love I love when it turns to Dick once again. Helen is just sitting over there looking like, uh, what did I get myself into? Right. Yeah. Oh, we did try to warn you. We I'm warned you. We warned you. I have one drink number two. I'm sorry. I had to get a little lit this week, so I'm kind of feeling it. I had to make a subgenre of action movies all for love because there's so many action movies where everything is is for love. Right, absolutely. Yeah, actually, I really like that. Um, for me, like with action, I like martial arts um, films only. But like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like you know the moment where it's like I would, you know, I want to be ghost by your side forever and whatever. I'm just like, please, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful or in or in um. Um, House of Flying Daggers when they're fighting over her and she's like dying and she ends up killing herself just to keep them alive and it's just like <laughs> but I, I love getting involved I, I cry at the drop of a hat but I was bawling so yeah I, I'm with you on that yeah there are a lot of no. action films out there with, with that, that love in there and for me if there's a love story in it I can probably get into it no matter what the film you can sell me on just about any movie if there's a love story. I'll be like, mm, okay, I'll stay for that. Hmm. I, I'm just, I'm a romantic. And I, I, uh, this no, movie, to, like. to me, made me realize that about myself. And, you know, like I said, it also kind of gave me a little bit of a sexual awakening. Yeah. And that's, Making I think a weird that's, way. That's why uh, Natural Born Killer is one of my favorite movies, because it's like one of the best Absolutely. love stories. Ever. Yeah, that's a good example of that, right, yeah. Yeah, that's my kind of love story. Well, I, I feel like we're more wow. uh, Mickey and Mallory than we are, you know, Dracula and Mina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're no Edward and Bella, that's for sure. Huh. <laughs> Thank God. Hey! Don't start, why are you going to be like that? I'm just, you know, I'm, you need I'm to, just trying to fit in, man. Come on. Zip it. Anyway, we're going to sum this up. Everybody, www.zipit.com. Um, zip it. Do our plugs. Um, Kelly, the first thing that you want to plug, uh, promo for yourself? Um, a friend of my brother's, they work together, is an Instagram account called Anti CGI. I think it's Anti Underline CGI. And it's an awesome account. In the beginning, they shut him down all the time, but now they pretty much leave him alone. And I think you guys would like it. Oh, nice, awesome. Nice, okay, nice. Look into that. Okay. Okay, uh, Daniel? 
Well, as always, the Nightmare Nerd is on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, uh, you know, I've got more videos coming up. And, by the way, thank you to those who watched my uh, most recent review and retrospective videos. It was a lot of fun to make. As always, eat, drink, and be scary. All right. So, I'm up. Yep, you're um, up. Yes. Uh, you can find me at the Cinema Drunkie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, as well as uh, my blog, cinemadrunkie.wordpress.com. You can find me on my numerous writings on ultimateactionmovies.com, as well as actionflicks.com. Uh, and uh, my new upcoming uh, uh, podcast, The Action Drunkie, we, we already finally started recording. Uh, we, re- we recorded a few episodes back-to-back, uh, me and my co-host, uh, my best friend, Mac. So uh, stay tuned for that. They'll be coming out real soon. I'm excited cool. for that. For some of the movies we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, I already, I, yeah, yeah. I I already got the uh, so we we could get candy on there, and uh, I gotta I gotta get your schedule, uh, Sean, so the, we could get you on there and Helen as well, and uh, Dave and Daniel, the, so we could get it all sure. on there. I know Daniel said he's got uh, he's got some special stinkers to to suggest. <laughs> to talk I suggested about. Oh, yes. all these artistic martial arts films. <laughs> That's what's all oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. It'll be coming out real soon. Very excited for it. Thank um, you. Dave, you got anything for us? Uh, nothing uh, to plug for myself, but just I, I keep trying to come up with something really profound to say. But just the news this this week has been so exceptionally horrible. Just. As always, yeah. don't let don't let them make us each other's enemies. Right. Be ki- be kind to each other and be yes. good to each other, and that's all I got. If nothing except, else, be except kind. the furries. <laughs> <laughs> except the brownies. No juggalos. Yeah, them too. You're all my family. Absolutely. Yeah. Bro- bronies versus juggalos. Whoever wins, we all lose. Yeah. <laughs> I still think oh, the juggalos are going to win, though. Unfortunately <laughs> for all of us. Um, for me, I um, I actually, to start off with, I, I want to plug my blog. I have a horror blog that I was kind of lax on uh, for a bit because I've got some health issues going on. Um, but it's candycoatedhorror.wordpress.com. I just wrote an article. Uh, it's kind of spurred on by, I posted up a poll on our official Twitter, which is at house um, underscore screams. The house of screams. I, I man that. I do all of our posting. But uh, I posted a poll about this film. Bram Stoker's Dracula, I tagged at horror movies. You know, I assumed everybody knew that if I said Bram Stoker's Dracula, I meant the fucking movie. But okay. I got kind of mad. But anyway, I'm going to really quick. The Twitter poll, I asked, was it a yay or a nay? Because everybody shits on this movie. But out of 145 votes, we got 81% yay. That made me happy. But there was some fucking twat who got on there mansplaining this thing to me. And he's like, no, I'm going to call this motherfucker out. He was like, um, what do you mean by Bram Stoker's Dracula? There's been so many adaptations. And, you know, like, have, have, do you know who, who Bram Stoker, you know, no, he yeah. said, do you even know who wrote the book this movie is based on? Uh, I was yeah. like, that do you honestly think? I mean, that I, that Bram Stoker is directing this from Beyond the Grave. I mean, which would be kind of cool, undead, you know. You, but you literally name him in the tweet. You name right. Bram Stoker. How the fuck does he not know, I don't know. who, the, who he, the writer he, of the book he, is? He, 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 like, do you, 
this Erica got involved. Uh, Erica's on the show sometimes, and she's like, "What the fuck do you think this is?" Like, she thinks that Bram Stoker directed the film. And he's like, "Frankly, yes." And I was like, oh, "Okay." I mean, it's a Francis Ford Coppola film, and when you do a Francis Ford Coppola film, his name's all the fucking way over that. Right. Yeah. It's always Francis Ford Coppola presents Bram Stoker's directly. Like, yeah, Bram Stoker wrote the fucking book. Anyway, fuck that guy. So I wrote in, in response to that, um, a, a post on my blog, um, talking about the struggles of the female horror fan um, in my lifetime, how much it's changed, um, how hard it's been through the 80s, and how much the community embraces the females uh, in horror now. Um, but there eventually sometimes comes out of the woodwork just one fucking asshole. Yeah. But most of the time, it's a great place to be, and everybody's been great. But yeah, so that's my rant. Um, the females of horror are so important. We got our final girls. We've got directors. We are so important to the community. Love them. That means ladies too. We got we got all gotta love each other. So that's back it up with Dave stuff. This community is a wonderful place. Don't let somebody ruin it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, uh, listen to us every week here on the House of Screams. Next week. We are doing the infamous society. That's going to be a fun and gross one. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, shunting. It's going to be fucking gross. Shunt. (laughs) Shunting. Hey, hey, real quick. um, Can I plug myself since you skipped over me again? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. I always skip you on plugs. I'm sorry. You know, who the fuck am I? You know? (laughs) Forget about it. Uh, maybe you can put it in your spank bank. Yeah, I will. So, uh, you can find me at Sean and the Dead on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Slasher, and Rob's OnlyFans. And, uh, <laughs> be good to one another. Yeah. Thank you as always for having me. That was the only reason I wanted to do that. Yeah, and um, it was so wonderful to have you on the show, Helen. We hope to have you back. Yeah, Thank you. Come back anytime. It was fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely, definitely watch watch Society and come back. If you're if you're in one piece after Society. Yeah, seriously. I recommend the Joe Bob version on Shutter. It'll save you some sanity. Uh, the, I also want to. I also want to know that uh, Helen is wearing an awesome Predator shirt. Uh, oh, I've been trying to point. I've been trying to point, awesome. trying to point it out okay. all episodes. Ooh. Fuck yeah! I am the action movie freak. So get to the <laughs> top off. I was waiting for you to promote that. I was waiting for you. I don't know a lot about action. I was. I was waiting for you to promote that, Helen. Your your action movie freak. You know. I don't do a lot with it anymore. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to get back to it, but since the world fell apart, I've just been yeah. watching Scott Atkins' Art of Action series on YouTube. Which is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you watch that today's episode? I'm too behind. I didn't get to finish watching today's episode, but today's episode was really good so far. Yeah. What was that? What what YouTube was it? Uh, Scott Atkins' uh, Art of Action. He interviews like... Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, today, today he interviewed. Uh, today's episode was a uh, Richard Norton. Oh, yeah. So, uh, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Well, you guys have a great night. Absolutely. Yeah, take care, and we'll see you next week. And 
Um, we'd love to have you back anytime, Helen. It was wonderful Thank to have you. you. Definitely. Thank definitely. You. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.